Yeah, uh, I tell them welcome to the gray area and stay away just in case you ain't real enough to relate. Every other Thursday, politics to the chips. Get up on this wave. <laughs> now tell me what's to talk about. Cause we the only thing to talk about. How you keep reality in check? Just keep it real rap and don't gossip with the facts. Yeah. Yes, sir. This is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! With chapter 14 of the gray area, I wanted to discuss my race, the black race. And in the sports world, Colin Kaepernick has started a wave that a large group of people agree with, another segment of people disagree with, and then another segment of people agree with but don't want to partake in the movement. The latter two groups usually end up getting called coons. And for some reason, that's been rubbing me the wrong way. I feel like that plays into the structure that the outsiders believe that we live within. And with that topic, I needed someone who had the gift of gab, the ability to articulate and orate his opinions without, you know, losing track and confusing people. Mm. And for that, I felt like my brother, my homeboy, since about the 10th grade of high school, yep. Derek Bowers would be the best person to do that. Derek, I welcome to the gray area, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, I'm excited yes. to partake in this conversation. Man, we've been planning this for about a month, two months or yeah, so, like you a, know? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, man. You, you see what's happening with Colin Kaepernick, right? Yeah, and no, I see it. Um, what is your take? Let's get right into it. You know, you, you know, you can't really talk about what he's doing and what anybody else is doing without really talking about where we are as a society. Right. I mean, internet and social media makes everything different. Mm. Um, we are a long way from Bill Russell and Jim Brown and, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Muhammad Ali doing press conferences um, before civil rights was even won, right? right? Um, there's more eyes that see everything that's happening. True. Um, every day. Um, these athletes like Colin Kaepernick have access to the pulse of everyday people that's constantly true. through the Twitter, Instagram. Um, so... There's a lot of symbolic gestures that seem to be more important today mm -hmm. than they would have been, you know, 30, 40 years ago when you had to do something radical. Yes. Um, so, you know, taking a knee during a national anthem for me is not that radical. Not at all. But because of our generation, because of everything being very visible and mm -hmm. visibility is important, sim symbolism is important, um, and keeping that running that image running every single day and people able to actually comment on it. It wasn't able to happen years ago, so this I think true. that that makes a difference. This is true. You know what, Derek? I'm going to be forthright, forthcoming with you. Yeah. Initially, when he first did this, I rolled my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Because my initial reaction when it came to him was as a football player. And I'm like, yeah. this dude is in a contract. Yeah, he's playing games. He's trying yeah. to, you know, draw attention to himself. Then I did my homework, and about a week later... Along with the reactions of the public, I mm -hmm. said, look at this. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, regardless of how I felt about him on the football field, yeah. I've been saying this and I've been repeating it. I'm, gonna not, I'm never going to stop repeating it. All Colin Kaepernick did, in my opinion, was state the obvious. Yeah. He didn't say anything that we didn't know already. No, of course not. You know what I'm saying? And still people were outraged. I didn't get that. Like, what are you mad about, bro? We, we know what's happening in America. There's segments and there's groups of people who don't see eye to eye. Yeah, I mean, there's police officers who do things that are question. And the majority of people that were outraged were white, of course. Of course, hands um, Facts. But, you know, you have to understand why they act like that. And it's not just because they are racist per no, se. No, no. But America has led um, people to believe that you have to feel blessed just being here. 
You 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 had to feel blessed and 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 proud and and lucky just to be an American to be yeah. able to make a living. <laughs> um, and poor white people have been told by their government to feel blessed because they white. Like yeah. you be you're lucky you're white and feel lucky you're white, right? So when you they see someone like Colin Kaepernick in the limelight, this half to, breed black boy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who's able to you know play a sport and make millions of dollars? They're gonna give that same feeling that they were taught. You need to just feel lucky for where you are. True. Regardless. And they just can't comprehend why someone like him would complain. But I think Colin Kaepernick is just a product of his own personal journey. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, he's 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 adopted half white, half black. He probably came into, um, you know, some kind of, you know, enlightenment within himself. And yeah. it kind of, you know, it bled out into public. This is true, because i tell you this. When he was taking the 49ers to the Super Bowl back in 2012, there wasn't no activists happening. No, there wasn't. There was but, I mean, but you look at his past. I mean, he is a... He's a he's a member of a black Greek letter organization, yeah, which has many roots in the civil rights movement, um, lots of roots in black empowerment. So that it, it was there. So you're saying he right? was on the path. He just didn't get to that, no, to that level just, where he was fully enlightened enough to take it there. No, nah. and you know, I think that if no one made that big of a deal the first time he did it, or whenever he did it. You know, this wouldn't, we wouldn't be talking right now. Exactly. I mean, all he did was kneel. Exactly. You know, before he wasn't even standing. You know, he wasn't. You know, he wasn't kneeling. He, he was, was like sitting down. down. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think we made this. Oh yeah. You know, we made this what it is. Oh not, yeah. Not really him, but you know, I got to give uh, respect to him. He's taken it. In um, terms of being ran, a revolutionary, yeah, he's he, ran he, with he fell it, on that sword for the, for, the, for the movement. He kept it going. Yeah. He kept it going, and he's utilized to, the, to his advantage. He has, his, you know, his charity. You know, he's doing a lot of things for, you know, for uh, different organizations right. and um, grassroots organizations. So it's, it's a good thing. This is true. You know, I appreciate what he did because forget the movement for a second. What it did was it pulled the veil back. Because now, if you had any doubts about what time it was or what it wasn't, yeah. he's showing it to you. Can't get a job in the NFL. We got 32 teams. No one wants to sign them. We have white players who feel a certain kind of way. You had Remember last year, he played in the Dolphins game, and it was this, this player, Kiko Alonso, was going mm-hmm. out of his way to try to like put a hit on him. Yeah. So you showing me where your allegiances are. Sad to see that I have to use that word, mm-hmm. but yes, there are allegiances out here. Yeah. You know, So I like the fact that he's brought some truth to this realm of football. So, yeah, sports, oh, we just want our sports. Nah, but if I'm sitting next to you in the the stands and and his brothers in arms allegedly on the field, we out here damn near killing each other week to week, I want to know that you understand that there's a lot of BS in the world and you shouldn't be able to stand for it. You should be able to want to do something to make things right out here, you know? Yeah, of course. And I I like that, you know? But my question is, is that it for him as a football player? This is it? We just going to let him not play? You know, I think that, you know, he, he loves football. But now I think he's at the point where beyond it doesn't matter. Like the football is like he he just can't do football anymore. Like right now the NFL lets him play starting for you know any team right now. Um, you know would I don't think that he would just take that opportunity and be done with what he's doing. He's real. I think he realized that the impact that he could create, you know, doing what he has done um, and going forward is much bigger than just playing football. This is true. You know, I I guess, you know, the gray area is a sports show at its core. I want to see him on the field. You know, I I want to see that, bro. I want to see see him win. Yes. And and, and they want to see him win against 
players like Brady. Yes. Because it represents, you know, it's like the opposite ends of the race <laughs> spectrum. Yes, it Playing is. against a team like the Patriots, you know? The Patriots. Um, <laughs> you know, like, it's, you know, it's just, but it, it's always been a part of the Like, sport. I want him to continue to upset the established order. I want him to keep going. So you know let, him, let, him, let him buy the Panthers. Hey, <laughs> you know what? When I saw that yesterday, Derek, I said, you know what? They ain't never gonna... let that happen. Exactly. They never let that happen. Even if it is Puff and Puff has that money, Puff Curry, and then you bring in this guy? Hell no. We don't, we not let him on the field. And now you want him to buy a team unless he's a solid partner. Yo, the good old boys in sports is deeply rooted in oh, racism. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and, and it's been closed off. It's, it's, it, I mean, you know, it really reminds me. You never see the movie Gladiators? Yes. And you see the dude that's like he was a slave and then he became like overseeing like the other gladiators. <laughs> he he's finally with the big boys and stuff. You know, it's like it reminds me of that. Like exactly. you know, and all these other slaves trying to to get to this level. Maybe one will get out, but you know. Hey, at this point, I'm looking at the players. Yeah. Because if the players really want this guy to play. It, it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be a big plan is what I'm trying to say. Majority of the league is black. It just takes one Sunday for them to say, you know, we're not playing this week. Yeah, and, you know, that, and that's what I don't understand. Um, because they literally have to not play football one game, like that's you said. It. One game. Like, just not. It, that shuts the league down. And if they're not playing. What are they going to do? Cut everybody off the team? They can't. There's too much of a financial windfall to do that. That's why I'm like, yo, what is it? What y'all waiting for? If if y'all all decide one Sunday, even if it's week one next season, we're not playing unless Kaepernick is on the team. He's gonna get a deal, but nobody's willing to do that, and that kind of makes me feel away because this, it's like you, you you're raising your fist, you're taking a knee, you're doing this and that, but you're not really fighting for this man to get back on the field. And or they, am I viewing that wrong? This nah, they're, they're scared of the unknown. Uh, they're scared of the unknown because right now. Us outside of the situation is easy for us to say, all you got to do is not play. Right. What can they do? But when you're in a position where, you know, a lot of them come from backgrounds where they have they will, would have never seen this kind of money, this kind of fame. Yes, yes. Um, this kind of purpose for their lives. So being in a, in, in a position where it's a possibility. I may, I may be like, I could hinder that. You know right? what? table that because that you know what that's exactly what i wanted to talk that's the crux of this episode is the yeah. fact that their lifelines are on the line in this situation yeah. yo <laughs> it's sucky i pulled that situation <laughs> because it's like i i would not want to be there but it's like there's a group of people that are saying that you should risk it all you know but they not what do you say to them well i say that they have to be more objective right okay. Because they're not there. You know, the, the people who are saying risk it all aren't professional NFL players. Even the ones who, even those who have been professional NFL players are in that conversation saying that. It's Why true. is that? Because they there's a relatability to them knowing being in those shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, what it takes, what it feels to mm-hmm. go out there every day. How long you've worked to get there. True. true. You know? True. Um, you got a family to take care of. And not just like your immediate family. I mean, like everybody back home. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's tough. It's a, it's a tough. It's like you know, what would you do? You know, like I work, right? You know, I have a great job. You know, if my boss does some outlandish stuff, right? Can I right now say, you know, I'm just gonna walk off the job and that's it? <laughs> no, you're gonna go home and see you tomorrow. You know? Yeah, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> you know, I talk to my wife and tell her what's right. going on and vent. 
you know what I mean? And get back and try to do what I need to do in my role to make True. a difference and how I can do it. I like know? where you're going with this because, you know, I got some pushback for this a couple of episodes ago where I said, you know what? Granted, sports is a million-dollar business. Athletes are getting millions of dollars. It's still a job. You still know? a job. You know, it's just a different tier tax-wise, but they still have issues with their job that they take home and they have to sort out. And I think this issue is is, is a workplace issue mm-hmm. at its core. Yeah. We have an employee who's created a movement, you know, it could call it like a union situation. Do we want to strike or do we not want to strike? What are, the, what are the pitfalls from striking? What are the games from striking? Mm-hmm. And I think this is where we're at. But, you know, the NFL is so funny because I feel like the, of, of all the leagues where the physicality is at its peak is the NFL, but I feel like they have no backing. Mm-hmm. You go to the N- NBA. For yeah. instance, you know, another predominantly black league. The players, at least the high-end players, they have a lot of power. You know, LeBron and company, uh, I think it was LeBron, Chris Paul, Carmelo, and D-Wade. You know, the SBs, they locked on, they did everything mm-hmm. they needed to do. And I'm like, these guys are getting praised for this. The yeah. football player took a knee and he gets vilified by politicians and the president. Football is a very, you know, middle America, mm-hmm. southern, you know, red-blooded white sport. You know, and it's in the culture. Um, that's their demographic of who they appeal to for the most part. It's true. Um, so that plays into that as well. And you know, I don't know if it originated in the South, but it's a very Southern sport. Very Southern sport. A lot sport. of the players are from the South because of just opportunity. To, you know, the cities, it's just not, a, the cities at its core, it's just not built for football like that. It's more basketball related. It's not related. built for football. Even, you know? even the culture of how these kids are built. Right. It's very Southern. You know, bread fat. I, you, know, <laughs> you know, working on the farm, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, and, you know, and it's, but, you know, it's, we can go on and on and talk about, you know, how the majority of America feel about race and then how that, that, that bleeds into sports. It's, it's been like that forever. You know what? I And it is, it has been, but it's just like, it just took one dude to upset the apple cart and make mm-hmm. you start looking at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. And a lot of people get uncomfortable when they look in the mirror. You well, know? Do you think this would have played out different if, if Colin wasn't light-skinned? Um, Because I think about that a lot. I think about if Colin Kaepernick was like black, black. You know what? You know, and there's a lot of intricacies in that, yeah. in that thought. If he was a darker-hued complexion guy trying to be politically correct. I'm going to get some heat for that because this is the gray. He doesn't want to politically correct. But if he had a darker hue, um, I think he would have been respected more. I think part mm-hmm. of the reason why he's, a, you know, he got a pushback was because he's a half-breed. Yeah. You know? It's not, he's not Obama out here. We forgot that he was mixed for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. This, this light-skinned dude who his last name is Kaepernick. It's yeah. not Johnson or Williams. You yeah. know what I mean? It raised a few eyebrows. That's what I'm saying. When it first happened, I'm like, yeah, all right, bro. But then I had to go, you know, I got, yeah. I like to read. So I said, let me hold on. Let me not be that guy. Because I don't like to knee-jerk react to certain situations that deserve for you to do your research. Mm-hmm. And then once I did my research and got the, the pushback from the, the nation mad at this guy, I said, now I'm with this dude now. He has a point. Yeah. But again, to your point, that's a great question that nobody really talks about. If he was a darker guy, hell yeah. Hell yeah, they'd have been on the wave, you know? Yeah. It's sad though. It is sad. <laughs> it goes back to back in the day with the whole housing and the feeling, you know? Yeah. The lighter the lighter black person might be in the crib doing housework while the darker dude is in the field grunting and being told to shut up, you know? Yeah. That's not good. Yeah. How do you feel as a lighter brother? Like what what do you feel about that? I don't know. I mean, I, 
when I think about it, I think about a lot of our revolutionaries have been light-skinned, hey. you know? Um, you, you know, low-key, and this is not talked about, I'm like, y'all have a harder plight than us because a lot of people might want to pull your card in terms of your quote-unquote blackness. It's true, it's true. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, goes into colorism. Yes, you know? I hate that. But, uh... You know, I feel like we get that would just take us down a rabbit hole. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, let, let, let's let's behave. Earlier, you mm. talked about the decisions that a person who you know worked their entire lives to get to a point of being professional athlete. Mm-hmm. Now you're being asked to risk your entire life's work to join a movement. You know, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I see a lot of people they ready to call you a coon, bro. Ready. I hate it. I ha- Very reactive. My biggest issue with this whole construct of our people and how we handle issues is the fact that we could talk about the microphones we're using. Mm-hmm. Any other race can have a, you know, a nuanced discussion about this microphone and we can have differences of opinions mm-hmm. and find a common ground. For some reason, amongst our people, if we're joining a movement against the microphone and person A has a plan and person B disagrees with the plan, it's beef as opposed to coming together and figuring out a way that it works for everybody. Or it's name calling you a coon. You're not down for yeah. the cause. You a coon. You for the white man. This and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand why we can't just have different ways to get to the same end game. Uh, social media has a lot to do with that. You know what I mean? Um, people fiend for likes. Um, you know, it's part of the Facebook algorithm for for Facebook. You know, when you when you when you log into Facebook and mm-hmm. you get on your feed, there's an algorithm that basically shows more what you like. Right. And I don't like that. I like when it, it's it, show, I wanted my timeline. Yeah, it shows know? more of what you like, and and it feeds into a silo mentality. Yes. Where you are basically. Talking to yourself. Yes, yes. You know, a lot of people love to talk to themselves about their own viewpoints and want to chime, you know, on a soapbox and then want to get back. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Constantly. Um, so when you have people to come in with a different viewpoint, uh, a different way of thinking that may be very different than what you, than what you're than what you're talking about or what your viewpoints are. Right. Um, it's it's become trendy to hop on a bandwagon and just dog the person. You know. I mean, it's it's you know people make memes now. As soon as you as soon as you do something, it's, it's that, like auto meme. I don't know who's who's this person that's generating these memes, but it's like right on time. Yeah. It's like I mean, you know, Black Twitter has a lot of power. Yes. You know, and and if you don't if you don't do anything that Black Twitter agrees with. You know, it's it's, you're You're finished finished out here. You're done. But it's just like, I don't like. How do we just throw that out? Like, I feel like perspective gets lost. Yeah. If I spend 20 years working towards getting to the NBA or the NFL, why should I be held accountable for the fact that now I have my entire family on my back, Mm -hmm. depending on me to be the financial provider for them? You know, so you want me to throw it out the window to join this movement? And that's it. And if I don't do it, I'm a coon. It's like, it, why is this such a black and white scenario? Like, why can't you respect? Like, when Des Bryant said that, mm-hmm. they tried to kill him. And I'm like, Des has a point. He worked hard to get where he's at. Yeah. You know? Why should he have to now be killed by the rest of his people because of the fact that he doesn't want to risk his life's work yeah. for this movement that may or may not, you know, work out in the long run? You know, it's the ability for everybody to chime in that messes mm-hmm. up everything. Uh, you know, everybody has the ability to say something now. Everybody has the ability to comment and post and react and make a YouTube reaction video and all kind of stuff. I hate those. Everybody is, you know, it's it's different. You know, if when Muhammad Ali said that he wasn't going to go to Vietnam, right? um, And 
he did a press conference and they asked him why. I mean, the only people that you knew disagreed with him was reporters. Of course. And those who wrote the articles in the Times and the Post. And but they controlled the narrative. Yeah, they did control the narrative, which was was a was a con of that situation, right? Um, you know, nowadays everybody is is able to be a part of the narrative. So right. you're able to, like I said before, we're able to have a, a hand on the pulse mm-hmm. of everybody at any given second. But then what happens is we're not sure if that's genuine or not because there's bandwagons. True, and people. People will hop on a bandwagon in a second it's because a lot it of makes them feel good. people out here who, who are quick to follow. Yeah. You have a couple of leaders out there that we be talking about social media. Yeah. Let's say now you throw something out there. Let's say maybe you get 100 likes about a, per, a pertinent issue out there. Maybe about 40 of those likes of people who know what you're talking about. The rest of that like group, let's say the, the next 60 might just be people who just, oh, this, this sounds good. Mm-hmm. He knows, he must know what he's talking about. I like this, mm-hmm. you know? I don't like that. Yeah. Be informed. Know what's going on out here. Just don't kill a person or jump on a wave. People didn't even know who Colin Kaepernick was, but they jumped on a wave because it sounded good. You know? Yeah. But if enough people say that his wave is negative, now they don't like him. Yeah, no, of course. I don't want to call him sheep, but, you know, I don't. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. So it's like, I just want a situation where we as a people can understand that this, it, we've become, we're not just one race anymore. There's subdivisions out here. We got people who want to do A, there's people who want to do B. And we need to respect them accordingly. Yeah. Or at least keep our dirt behind the scenes. We don't see a lot of stuff leaking from other groups. But for some reason, we are always in the forefront with everything. And we get judged by one or two people. But I that, hate that. But that's because black people uh, dominate pop culture. Uh, and you can't do nothing about that. Yeah. So. Derek, man, stop making so much sense. <laughs> I'm just tired of the fact that... You know, if you come out here, like, tomorrow, you bug out. You yeah. on Fifth Ave. You bugging. You automatically become a representation of a whole race because you had a bad day. That's, That's true. That's crazy to me. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't agree with that. So it's just like, I want people to really start having a more expansive viewpoint because if we keep killing each other all verbally and however else... We can't really have a, a united front for any major issue if we're fragmented for little stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, even like businesses. The same person that's out here bashing Des Bryant is not supporting the dude on the block who opened up his barbershop. Mm-hmm. You call it Des a coon, but then you go to the white dude's barbershop up the block, but not your homie who just opened his shop. Is that like low key cooning? Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of people that there's a lot of people that go online and will rant and sit on their soapbox, right? But don't really do anything outside of that. Absolutely right? nothing. People feel a lot of pleasure and fulfillment just sending that out into the space and think they've done something, and they haven't. You know, um, most people don't. Most people don't. That's um, true. That's so. true. It's, it's it's fatigue, you know. It is fatigue because again, we can't trust everyone to be rational. You know, I was like, I feel like I'm driving myself crazy being rational adult. Like, I have some, sometimes I just want to just say whatever and that be like that because it seems like being rational and making sense doesn't play anymore in 2017. Nah, especially not in Trump America. Oh, my God. I was trying to avoid saying his name. I, I usually Sorry, call my him, bad. I call him old boy. But you can't, <laughs> yeah, but you can't even, you know, you can't even talk about this without talking about, you know, this new era that we're in. True. But it's not new, but, you know, it's enhanced. Mm. So... Are we more politically correct or less at this point? Mm, that's a good question, man. I, you know, I think that it's, it's, it's a good amount of both. I think one side is trying to be 
way too politically correct. And the right. other side is just trying to say F it. You know what I mean? I don't want none of it. I want to say what I feel. And, and that's want, that. And that's that. Because president could have no experience. I said this on the last episode. No experience. Be president. A dude takes me and he can't get a job. Wow. This is where we at? This is where we at. This is where we at. All right. LeVar Ball. <laughs> LeVar Ball, to me, is a microcosm of America right now. Oh, yeah. I got you so know. much to say about him. <laughs> I'm nervous. Nah, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. All right. Here's my take on LeVar Ball. He is another person that when it initially hit, yeah. knee-jerk reaction, eye roll, get this dude out of here. But then I thought about it. If 45-old boy could do the same thing and become president, LeVar Ball should be able to do whatever he wants to do and not be vilified. But it still doesn't make the negative things that he's doing right. This is true. Even though the president can do it. So let's unpack it. What, what do you deem as negative when it comes to LeVar Ball? Well, I think that's easy. It's easy to say what's negative about him. He's loud. Yeah. Um, he's obnoxious. Um, he's misogynistic. You think so? Yeah, he is. Okay. He is. I mean, he's shown it. Stay in your lane? Yeah, that was very misogynistic. Okay. Now, he may not be like a, a woman basher. Right. But he, he, he showed that, whatever. Okay. You know, you know, if he's not, based, you know, he didn't show that he wasn't. Right. Right. Um, but, I, you know, I'd I, I rather talk about what's positive about LeVar Ball um, because I think that he represents um, what most people, especially white folks, have been doing um, with their families mm-hmm. for years, for centuries. Talk about it. I mean, white men, white fathers have been putting on their white sons Yes. And not listening to anybody else about how they put on their white sons for louder. centuries. Yes. And as soon as a black man do it, it's a problem. And and succeeding at it. I mean, he's succeeding he's at it. Winning. He's winning at it. No matter how negative he talks, no matter how crazy he is, he's kind of like Kanye to me, right? I can't really, um, I can't really say Kanye is not a genius mm. and and hasn't brought like some kind of iconic um, breath of work. To the, to the culture, right? I can't say he has none just because I don't like how he acts sometimes. That's all right? part of it. That's all part of the package. It's all It all comes with people who want more, right? right? And LeVar Ball is just a black father who wants more mm-hmm. and wants more for his sons. And he wants what every other white father has wanted and has done for their sons for generations. But he's supposed to be outside picking the cotton, bro. What, people calling him a coon? Oh hell yeah! I'm getting. I'm just. I'm letting you have your moment. I'm coming in, bro. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but but there is that side of him where it's like, look, man, you gotta chill. You gotta chill out, right, man, because right. f- for you to be the first, I can't think of anybody else before him. There's been a very visible mm-hmm. and vocal representation of what strong black fatherhood looks like. Right. I haven't, haven't seen it for real. Yeah, undercutting him at every corner. Yeah, but, but he undercutting himself too. True. You know. True. But here's the thing with, when it comes to me and, and LeVar Ball and, and my complex relationship with this guy. I feel as though people try to use his actions against him. Mm-hmm. And they, at least the media, let me not say people, the media, try to use his actions against him. The media. Yes. Fake news. Fake news, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. They put him on the show to do exactly what he's supposed to do, only to criticize him once he's off the air. We are all in on the joke. I feel, and there's certain people, again, there's people 
who act like they don't know what time it is or they really don't. And then there's people like us who know that this is all the rules. Mm-hmm. When I look at LeVar Ball, to me, he he's a heel wrestler's manager. He's Paul Heyman with Brock Lesnar. Like, yeah. this is... It's not real. No, he's, it's not. He's What he's done is he, he's put himself in a situation where I'm getting all of this free promo because you want me to act a fool on TV and I'm going to do it and you're going to spend $4.95 to buy the ZO2s. Thank you very much. They, when he did his first ESPN run-through, Derek... He had what was I think Darren Rovell estimated that it was about fifty million dollars of promo he did in one day for free just by showing his face on ESPN. He was on I think Mike and Mike first mm-hmm. take, et cetera, et cetera. He was on these shows, so I'm like, but you guys are putting him on there, and then Alonzo uh, gets drafted. He's supposed to go into the shadows. These networks dying for content, knowing that he moves the needle, they bring him back on the show, right? Mm-hmm. But then as soon as he walks away, they yuck it up, they laugh it up. Oh, LaFar, you're a fool, you're too much. He goes off, what kind of father is he? As soon as he leaves, what kind of father? How is he? Does he care about his sons? He's, they're in Europe but now. They, like, they can't continue that brand that he's created in terms of what's more appealing when people watch it. Right. It's appealing for him to have that characteristic. True. Right? So they can't, when he leaves air, right, and they start talking about him, they can't say, you know, he's a good guy. And then that kind of ends. It ends the segment. It ends the. It ends the conversation about him. True. Right. But you, they want to continue that conversation. So they have to constantly talk about what he's not doing right. You know what he's not doing right. Um, you know all kind of stuff. So you know, that's just how it goes. You know. But then, who will we like? All right. Boom. You you started off the segment strongly with in terms of like black father doing something that white fathers have done for years. How can you call this guy a bad father when he did what he had to do, Lonzo, mm-hmm. you know, point guard of the Los Angeles Lakers? LiAngelo made it to college before whatever happened in China happened. You know, La- LaMelo, I'm not really sure what's happening, but LiAngelo and LaMelo are now in Europe. They're getting yeah. paid to be professional athletes. And then people are talking about school. There's a lot of kids who get homeschooled. Mm-hmm. You're not going to talk about that. You know, they just sold a bunch of ZO2s. Lonzo makes millions of dollars. People go to community college or regular colleges every day. You telling me that, you know, they can't put these boys through college at a later date? Well, I was like, why is it that you positioning this narrative to where their lives are over there in Europe and he's pimping his kids out? Or is he making the system work for him? It's, it's, for me, it's just the pure fact that people hate him. Right. And it's too complex to hate him and then also pay homage at the same time. Mm. It's a very complex thing to do for most people. They can't put those two together, you know. It is almost like trying to have like a, you know, like you said, when you're trying to have a real rational conversation with folks these days. Right. It's just not happening. But you people <laughs> do it all the time, you know. People, you know, if you like, maybe it's because we, we're hip-hop heads. Mm-hmm. I love Hove. But it's times the Hove does things that I got to criticize him for. Yeah, and you know I've criticized yeah, him. Absolutely. Yeah. And I feel like, why can't we do that with everybody? You know, it is what it is. Why can't we love someone and bash them? It's, 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 it's too complex for people, oh man. God. It has to be black or white. No. You know, Trump is evil. <laughs> I don't necessarily believe Trump is evil. No. But that, a lot of people say that. Like, here's the thing. You, know, you, have, you have probably have 80% of your Facebook friends think Trump is evil. But th- here's the thing, Derek. I'll, I'm willing to get in trouble because it's the gray area. We're going to talk the truth in the gray area. Off the record, I've had discussions where I've said, you know what, let's strip down all the BS he did to get into the office. If you think about past presidents, right, they've all done things that were questionable. 
It's only because Trump has positioned himself as the greatest heel of all time that mm. we're going to highlight all the negatives that he's done. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's things, even with Obama, that, you know, has certain, like, windfalls that affected us on a day-to-day level. Yeah. But because he's Obama, we let it ride. You yeah. know, it's things that Bush did that people bashed him for, but he did good as well. But yeah. the narrative is he sucked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just feel like there's no such thing as fair anymore. I don't know what Trump is going to do. I'm not even sure he's going to make it four years. What I'm saying is it's just that... We live in a time where it's like, unless you're willing to go and dig for the facts, you're just going to believe what you're told. He's mm. bad. He's good. He's good. He's bad. Lavar's a terrible father. The end. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's fickle to me. But it's just like, people got so mad. A lot of us got mad when the ZO2s dropped. Because, you know, in terms of like cooning, right? Oh, it's $457, whatever. But if you go to the Big Baller brand website, mm. he made it clear. You're not a big baller if you, if you can't get the ZO2s, right? <laughs> and it's like, you, you can take it at, on a service level, or you can take it as, this shoe is not for you. Mm-hmm. If you can't afford it, don't buy it. You know, Gucci sells whatever, Ferragamo sells whatever, and the same people will go out and buy it, but they don't want to buy no ZO2s or $500. That's cool. The website has some hoodies for $70 and $60. Go buy a big baller brand t-shirt, right? I don't want to support him. I don't like him. You know? But you, 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 you pumping this and you pumping that, black activists, and this black man who's pimping the white system yeah. and making it work for him, and you won't support that, but then you call another dude a coon for not supporting Kaepernick? It's like, this cool thing is very complex. Maybe I'm confused about it. You know, you know, I, I understand what you're saying when you're talking about like people supporting others. You know, the whole yeah. said that about Apple. Yeah. You know, you go, you go spend money on Apple and you can, you know, you know, you got someone who who represents the culture who mm-hmm. looks like you and you can't, you know, you're knocking me for right. title, right? If, you, if Derek makes pineapple right now, pineapple software, there's gonna be a bunch of us. You might get one out of fifty to support pineapple because who, who's this dude doing it? But if some other dude pulls up with orange, yeah, they're gonna buy it. Yeah, I mean, because you know, we've been conditioned. To, to, to believe that like that we can't do those things right that we can't make the standard but low key we've been making the standard for a hundred years and everything that we do in this True. country right True. everything that True. we have done has become the standard and but it's time but for we, us to but we go credit. out and we buy Gucci yeah. we go out we buy Louis right. Dolce we do all that stuff so what's the, um, what's the outrage about what's what's the what's what's the reason why that brand costs so much right mm. and and then how can we traject that reasoning and put it behind our own things yeah but but See, you're making sense. You know, in business classes, they say sometimes you don't even need a reason to make it a price. You make it, this is your price. Yeah. They're going to buy it or they're not going to buy it. And if, again, my argument is if you could go out there and buy the Gucci, the Louis, the Ferragamo, the Prada, cop a little big baller brand. Yeah. You know, upset these people a little bit more. But you make, know, make if he could ship them out, you know, hey. I bet Hove didn't get his yet. Hey, they're shipping. <laughs> some people have Some people haven't You know But this is a grassroots operation It's gonna be yeah. a little janky In the beginning That's expected yeah. But my whole thing is If we're gonna rally around anything Right Forget how we feel about LeVar Ball The man Because half the people Who bash him They see him right now Will take a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Let's just rally around the fact That we finally got A loud black dude To get white people To buy the BS For once Yeah You know what I'm saying but it's a turning point. You know, a lot of things have been happening over the last few years, especially since Obama got into office, right. where we're seeing more of us um, doing high-level things, right? Um, you know, Black Panther going to come out, you know what I mean? And I predict that's going to be, like, number one in the box office. Yo, we're gonna it's going it to break records. We're going to shut it down that opening weekend. Yeah. You know? But then also, white people love it, too. Yeah, comic fans. So, 
it's no, it's no way. So it's no way that it, it can't be successful. And I think that we're seeing that we have the ability to have this amazing success. And I think other demographics of folk are starting yeah. seeing it as well and starting to believe it and putting their money behind this it. This is so. true. And to your point, just to piggyback on it, we are doing higher level things. And prior to Trump's arrival, there were kids on earth who only knew a black president. Yo, that's my son. You know? My son only knows Obama. That's it. I took him to the White House you know, you know how when he was three. And he and he knew that a black man was in the office while yes. we was inside yes. the building. So when he saw Trump, he was like, what is this? Who that? But you don't understand, <laughs> that seed right there goes so far towards this generation that's growing up and they want to attack certain fields, they can look to this but, guy. But there's no but there's no going back because once you have that mind frame, look, you're coming from someone like me who's only 30-something years old, mm-hmm. and I was I was conditioned that when I walk somewhere and I see an older white person, I call them, sir, even, even and this is not like civil rights era yeah. type stuff, it's like we just been conditioned to like always address people a certain way because yeah. of who they are, because of whiteness, right? Because of what we thought whiteness represents, but now our children, they don't have that same mindset no. because they, they they've seen it a different way, and there's no going backwards. They they see equality more than we probably ever will. Yeah, you know, even if it is it's a bit of a mirage still, yeah. but the fact that they have that chip in their brain, I love the fact that there's kids out here who're gonna attack this world differently. They're not gonna accept no, you yeah. know, because I saw it already. It's possible. Yeah, it's you like, know what I mean. You talking about? Yeah. yeah, I love that. But to, back to Lavar for a second. I'm fully on board with LeVar Ball. Do I agree with everything he does? No. Even the stay in your lane thing. You could look at it as misogynistic. For sure. It's a woman and a man saying stay in your lane. That could mm. be like stay in the kitchen, stay in the bathroom and clean, this and that. Yeah. But she was trying to clown the boy. You yeah, know, and I feel like he clapped back. There's been mad people trying to clown him. He never told anybody else to stay in their lane. I mean, he was still getting... Remember, this is like... Yeah, yeah, this right is, now, yeah, he told all of them to stay in their lane. Yeah, but no, he, of course. He was starting to get... You know, I, you know, put it this way. Maybe I'm seeing it from a different angle. I just, it just felt a little smarmy to me, like how she was talking. It, it was like dismissive. No, no. And, and I recognize that, that you know there I mean? was a lot of racism... Yeah. Undertone underneath what she was, was saying. Yeah, it was it, it was there. Um, but you look, you know, when I think about Lavar Ball, I just think that sometimes he, I feel that he should tone it down. Yeah, you know, I think that he should tone it down, but not stop doing what he's doing. Keep going, but don't you give know? them the Emmy. That's you, you know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. At this point, he needs to stop giving them excess ammunition because at this at some point that ammunition is gonna undercut you and it's gonna all be over with. Look, Alonzo's going to sign with Nike for a cheap deal, and that's going to be that. Um, one more question about LeVar before we cut. Charles Barkley says he just does not like the guy. Mm-hmm. Being as prominent as Charles Barkley is, as a viewer, from your viewpoint, the Charles Barkley-LeVar Ball dynamic, do you think that was the best move for Barkley to come out there and just clap at him like that, or there's other means and ways that, that could have been handled? I mean, I don't expect anything less from Charles Barkley. Okay. I wasn't surprised by it. And Charles Barkley almost is very similar to LeVar Ball, in my opinion, yeah. in terms of his personality. He's just a little slower. Right. You know, I, I, LeVar Ball is a lot quicker mentally. Um, he doesn't look the part. I think that's what, if he, very if intellectual. If he cleaned up and put them sweatpants and them big T-shirts away and cleaned up a little bit, and that sounds kind of, you know, but it is what it is. At some point, appearance is key. Because to me, he's very quick. Like when you try to corner him, he gets you. He nah, gets out of that corner. He's quickly. he's 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 at another level intellectually, in my opinion. Um, which is the reason why he's been able to do what he's done. Right. Um, but Charles Barkley saying he just don't like the guy. Like there's a lot of people that just don't like Charles Barkley. He's a very polarizing. He figure. called him a kettle black, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's like, well, like what do you, you know? 
Like maybe if Steph Curry, you know what I mean, the very likable Steph Curry came out and said, I just don't like the guy. Maybe yeah. that, that would be a, di- a big difference. Maybe no. Kevin Durant did it, you know? Maybe. Steph running out of fans hey, out here, you know, they winning too much. So now people starting to hate them. But I see what you're saying. But I'm just like, you know what? I guess at my core, Derek is just, I'm kind of tired of us being out in front of killing each other verbally and in the media and so on and so forth. I kind of just want us to close the gates now. Mm-hmm. Keep our dirt indoors. You know, when they get asked a question, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep it pushing. Yeah. But don't keep continuing feeding the, the narrative that we're quote unquote crabs in the barrel. We yeah, but, you know, but we're very, that. you know, Americans are very indi- individualistic. True. And any any American characteristic is, hi- is hyper um, sized in our community. Yeah. Right? It's always going to be, you know, three times as much for yeah, us. You're right. You're right? right. We can't help it. It's who we are. Yeah. You know, I bet, you know, my hopes and dreams sound good, man. Um, Real quick, before I let you get out of here, you got to do one thing for me. Identify yourself to the world. Let them know a little bit about yourself, social media, what you got going on in terms of any movement, so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. So um, you can catch me on uh, Instagram, Derek B for Prez. That's mm-hmm. Derek with one R, B for P-R-E-Z. Of course, hip-hop to the core. Yeah, man. Um, but, you know, you know, right now, you know, I, I work in a nonprofit. I oversee a, a, a social enterprise that puts those who are in prison, recently incarcerated, and put them back to work. So that's, the, that's what I do every day. Excellent. I applaud that, man. You know what? This episode was key for you. You know, you're in the trenches. You see our people, our men yeah. undercutting, you know? And it's like... They, they, they get them for such BS and a lot of times they don't have the opportunities to get out or they get a public defender yeah, who doesn't care yeah, and they get jammed and up. And self-perception is very... Uh, oh. It's, 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 it's disheartening because... They don't view they, themselves as more than what they are. They don't view themselves as more than what they are because they look around and they see them. Yes. They only see... we You know, uh, I remember, um, you know, I, I direct a whole social enterprise and I have a bunch of sites all over the city so... I wanted to do an undercover where I show up to a site as a participant right. in the program, have the, the outfit, have my little badge and little boots, whatever. I showed up with my gear on, had the Rock Nation hat, had, you know, had my book bag on. Um, no one knew who I was. No one knew who I was. And I was Just able to guy, like, right? relate and like do the work with the guys and like mm-hmm. understand you know, where they was coming from. Um, and then I shared it with the rest of the organization. And um, there was a lot of people who uh, was like, oh, man, that's a great idea. Like, I wish I could do that. And these are white women that are saying that. They uh-huh. couldn't do it. You know, they couldn't have that same effect and be able to go in and really... They don't, they don't be, see the world that way, man. Not even just seeing the world that way, but participants will, will, will be like, well, what are you doing here? Right. You're not. What are you here for? What are you here for? <laughs> you know what I mean? You, Come on. So it's like, you know, and, and, and it's sad that, you know, you know, the, the, the criminal justice system is predominantly black and brown. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. so and doing what I do and just seeing these teenagers and these teenage boys is just like they don't they they don't have anyone who's hearing them. You know, they have so many adults who are just ready to discipline. They're not trying to like reach them on any level. And it's like, you know what, if I do one thing, I reached you and I heard you. Yeah. And I and I'm not necessarily agreeing with what your plight is. Yeah. But I'm trying to give you some perspective. Give you a little game to go about your day so you can see yeah. this world a little bit differently. See yourself a yeah. little bit differently because yeah. they just spit you out and then you just did. Yeah. You finish. And that's when that's why it's so important when we talk about these athletes and these sports figures and you know, folks who represent us and our culture, you know, make taking these steps. Yes. To to showcase, you know. Furthering the civil rights, furthering the movement towards progression, right? Um, you know, because there's folks every day that don't get those opportunities that are going to be looking at them and listening to hearing what they have to say. True. And what they have to say and what they do better be important. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Yo, Derek, I appreciate you for coming man, on. No here, problem, man. man. This, 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 we, we, this is exactly what I had in mind when I envisioned this episode. You know, this kind of discussion, keeping it real, flowing, and not too preachy. Sometimes I feel like when we have these conversations, it gets too preachy. Everybody just wants their beliefs to be heard, and that's it. I don't want to like go back and forth. Like this is it. I'm right. I wanted someone who was able to see both ends of the spectrum. You know, from fitted hats to suits. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> you get it, bro. Yeah, man. Well, we gonna call it an episode. Shout out to the homie True on the boards for doing what he does, making this episode happen. But as the saying goes, whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.